Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. everyone and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is as evil as evil can be. He is the PWC's foundiest founder. He is the evil dose. Dr. Jeff Lehman, welcome back to the Machismo, man. What's cracking? That's right. I'm the foundiest founder. Apparently we're having an internal power struggle because you're calling yourself the CEO uh, Chris has been putting on that he's a founding member, a founding father. <laughs> so I'm I'm the I'm the foundiest founder. Well, we all part, of, we all co-owners anyway. But I'm the creator, and uh, yeah, Chris is one of the co-founders, and you're one of the foundiest founders. So there you go. That's, right. that's, that's well, exactly right. I'm definitely the foundiest founder. <laughs> well, Jeff, what a um, I. I'm going to say, man, an enjoyable Raw. I love the pacing for the three hours, dude. I mean, the main event wasn't the greatest, but um, I really love the Cody and uh, Sami Zayn bit. And let's be honest, I mean, I even didn't mind the start of Raw even. I mean, what do you think overall before we like kick it off? Yeah, I, I think that like you probably need to do a recording of me saying 
Yes, Jeff was going to say every week that he hates the format of Raw, that you can predict when the commercials are going to be, that they've got recaps of last week, they've got recaps of the show from earlier, they've got recaps of both, they've got recaps of, of the pay-per-view, they have commercials, and they, they don't use their promotional time well. So I think we should just have a, we just, just play that at the beginning right after Homeboy's introduction, just to get it out of the way so I can shut up about it, but I feel compelled to say it every single week, because that does drive me crazy, because I don't want to say to the world, Hey, this three-hour Raw was terrific because, like the rest of the world, there's 40 minutes of waste in there combined with 40 minutes of commercials. But for the content that we got, I agree. I thought it was a Raw that was on par with some of the recent ones. And, and, and that is to say, I think it's been pretty good lately. And I agree that it, that it was good. Well, the, the format has kind of changed when you think about it, Jeff. I mean, they're starting with either a match or a promo and then the top of the next hour they start with another promo then a match then sort of a squash match and then the third top of the third hour another promo in the ring i kind of like that because they're trying to keep the viewers you know what i mean so i feel like the pacing is much easier on the eyes than usual if you know what i'm saying because usually at the top of the third hour it's a dead hour okay no i don't mean the formatting of the content i mean how you pretty much know that the you know it's going to start with some talky talky uh there's, there's you know either a promo or you know then you're going to get a match and about at the at the minute 11 or 12 somebody's going to be outside the the most likely bad guy is going to be posing and then you're going to get a commercial and then you get the recap i'm talking about that kind of formatting not, not right the, right yeah i mean there's definitely been little differences about you know what you're getting in each show isn't as predictable um, when there are promos, sometimes you have to pay attention to what's going on in the back. Even if something stupid like Nikki Cross creeping and you know hiding behind a you know a, 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 you know some equipment or Paul Heyman lurking behind a column, you know. But you can also see uh, MVP talking to Cedric and Shelton before he's actually representing them, or right. you know, or you can see you know uh, some of the Fiends gangs you, you, know, you, you know hanging around there and. And, you know, that, that's that been a Triple H thing that, that I've enjoyed, that you sort of have to look at everything, which is good. If you have to look at everything, you're less likely to fast forward and whatnot. So, anyway, uh, yeah, well, let, let's let's get started with it and, and go with it. Well, let's get started because um, we start off the show with Adam Pearce being in the ring and Becky Lynch making an entrance. Lynch gets on the mic and welcomes us to Monday Night Raw. And says she's dressed all spiffy for us and brought Adam Pierce. But she'll get to him later as good as it felt to beat Bailey in that steel cage. And a big shout out to Lita for her help. But she lost sight of her road to WrestleMania and the Women's Championship. And we're less than a week to Elimination Chamber. And she knows Pierce likes to up the ante and make some fights. So she's asking for a chance to fight her way into the chamber right here tonight. Enter Bailey, she calls Becky an idiot and says she didn't finish anything last week since Lita had to finish things. But Lynch has a different point of view. Bailey asks Adam to scratch the cage match from the record books, uninvite Lita from all events, and put her in the chamber since she's earned it. They keep bickering about their credentials, and then we get Bianca Belair. She's confused as to why nobody thought to come and talk to her about title matches, because if they just ask, she likes where this is going and she wants to face the best of the best of the best at WrestleMania. 
and since there are already six women in the chamber, they should have to go through her to get into it. Pierce books a three-way where if Becky or Bailey win, they get into the chamber and it starts as a three-way. And if Bianca wins, neither of them are in and it's official. That's the match for the main event later on tonight. Yeah, I, I thought this was sort of a weak start and sort of a weak build for a match which is supposed to be a main event. Uh, you know, I, I get that Bianca isn't afraid of anything, but you know the odds are definitely against her. Though, like you know, obviously in a three-way, it's every woman for themselves. Um, I don't know. Be Becky has sort of lost a lot of her luster for me. Bailey Thank never you. had much luster for me, and and you know. Her whole return, you know, she's funny sometimes, and she's still, you know, she's still Bailey and, and a good performer. But, you know, I I know that her her girls, the Damage Control, they they have belts, but they do feel very much like like they're damaged, and they feel sort of like a job squad. And, you know, the, you know, very much Bailey's, a job squad. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how many times has Bianca beaten Bailey already, or how many times did? You know, Becky, while she was heel Becky, avoid Bianca or cheat or trick or run away before Bianca had to go through, you know, the, the pillars of Hercules and the, the hero's journey to get back. So why would she do this? And if she was to do this, she, she would say, I don't, I don't think this happy-go-lucky thing works. I mean, you know, I've said this before. She's like Braun Breaker to me. She's always the same. I, th I think this would have been a good time to change your character and say, not, not, a, not a face turn or a heel turn or anything, but just say, Say, I don't know what you two are arguing about. You I've beaten four times in the last six weeks. You didn't make my life easy for, for you know, a good part of the last year, going back to SummerSlam. I don't care about Anis, but I want the world to know I'm not afraid of either of you. I'm not afraid to be in a match with both of you. I can beat both of you, and I don't have to beat both of you because one of you has – only one of you can win also. Only one of us can, work, you know, can win. And I'm going to bet on me. I'm a fighting champion. So whatever. You guys want to fight, come at me. Pierce, you want to make the match, make the match. But I'm going to on the record, neither of these two deserve to be in this match. Oh, I actually agree. And uh, let's be honest, Becky Lynch has totally lost her luster, man. It's, she's so not the man anymore. I don't even know why she bothers trying with this gimmick again. Especially just the way she dresses, the way she looks. I don't know, man. She just doesn't seem tough anymore, dude. She's just sure. lost that uh, that fire in many ways. I, I don't know how to explain it, but she's just saying the same. I'm just saying she's no. good. Yeah. I, I no longer feel like she's a top act. Now, the crowd may still feel like she's a top act, and, and that's not to well, say that that can't Brooklyn. change, but she's been in some big position matches and has had some you know, pretty bad botches and some pretty awkward spots. So, you know, I'm not really sure her heart's really into it. And I, I think that, I think that she is enjoying like her the little bit role she's getting in Hollywood and, and in entertainment. I think she's just trying to ride this long enough until she have, can have more of a show business career. And if that's the case, mm. she needs to get more charming. Um, she needs to get <laughs> more charming. boring, dude. Yeah, she, she needs to get more endearing, and, and frankly, she needs to sound more feminine. I don't, I, I don't know how else to say it, but the Irish accent from an American ear standpoint, and we're talking about an American audience, isn't the most feminine accent out there. Oh, come on, GF. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> too much Irish, man. Too much Scottish going on, too, man. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Scottish is a whole different thing. The Scottish Scot- just sounds like they're, they're ready for war. <laughs> banger after banger. Yeah. Sc- Scottish you know to be afraid. Irish just keeps you confused, which is even scarier. I'd rather it is know confusing. It's a confusing yeah. accent. They're not quite British, yet they kind of sound British, but not really. They sound even like, to a less extent, like kind of American, but not really. It's like, I don't know what they're trying to be, but they're just Irish, you know? <laughs> Shout out to all our Irish peeps out there. Yeah, I, th- I think we have more Irish in, in America than there are Irish in Ireland. Quite possibly, for sure. No doubt about it. Well, anyway, after all that, though... We get Brian Saxton in the back interviewing Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Damien Priest asks if the five other men in the chamber are ready to be in the cage with him. And Dominic Mysterio uses his prison expertise <laughs> to judge that Priest will win the match. Plus, he's got off the phone with Rhea Ripley, who is as excited for Elimination Chamber as she is for Valentine's Day. Oh. And then we get the Street Profits making an entrance. So what do you think of that little segment, Jeff? It was fun. I mean, yeah, I, you know, Judgment Day is saying what they said. I like the fact that Priest has an individual goal. Um, you know, I wouldn't be totally shocked if he won, but I, well, I'd be pretty shocked, but not completely shocked. I do have a sort of out-of-the-box prediction as to who I think is going to win, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. I thought the, the segment was okay. And, uh, you know, you heard that uh, Jericho filed for a trademark of Jericho's show. And uh, and Why? I just want to say that the street profits induced the same reaction for me, which is yeah, it's the big groan. It's oh the boy. big groan. Come on, really? Yep. Wow. By the way, should, should we say something about like rest in peace to Jerry Jarrett? Oh yes, R.I.P. to Jerry Jarrett. Absolutely. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, that's where that originally comes from. Just quietly. <laughs> Eighty years old. He was. He was had been battling throat cancer for a while. That's probably what either took his life directly or indirectly see i didn't know that i mean yeah. was that public that he was battling throat cancer I, th- I, I think so yeah um hmm. and jeff jarrett still went to work on wednesday it's like it didn't even uh i don't know man it was kind of weird and don't even get me started on that dynamite that was one shocking show dude no i can't wait i can't i, I can't wait to he to watch this mythical show called the skirmish the <laughs> the myth called the skirmish yeah, yeah, well, I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't wait to hear about it. I mean, I, I sort of thought Chris seemed to want to do it last night, but do it. I mean, the skirmish. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but then, you know, then we realized that we didn't know how to make it go live. So I'm like, you know, it's really better live. He's I'll like, talk to right, you about I'm that live. off the air because at least I've got to show you through Podbean to go live at the very least. Yeah, but have you figured out how to make the camera work? uh no see well i haven't been yeah, on there actually in a while i don't know <laughs> maybe something maybe something's changed i'll check it out after the show anyway the, but... me with the black screen might be an improvement but i just i just i just don't see an audience wanting to watch a, a black screen speaking i'll out. talk to you off the air about that i've got an idea but anyway um which i mean could you put case... the avatars on there that you created oh yeah you can i mean you can do that on zoom too actually jeff as a matter of fact i don't know I, if you know look, that. I, I don't care about zoom i care about if you can do it on Podbean or you can do it here we don't oh, use well, zoom so don't tell me about zoom that's well, as irrelevant to my conversation well that's another subject anyway we're not here to talk about that obviously but we got oh, a yeah, couple of... we stick to a strict agenda on the pwc 
Wow, Chris Willard in the chat says, Yes, boy, Austin Theory is clearly winning the Chamber match, right? Potentially winning against Cena at WrestleMania as well. You guys think? How else might this play out? Uh, okay. Hmm. Since you brought it up, I'm going to raise it. I think that Austin Theory is the heavy favorite. However, Agreed. he is on a collision course with, Theory, uh, with Cena. That match doesn't need a title, nor really should it. Um, we also have Seth Rollins on a collision co course with Logan Paul. That match shouldn't have a title. It could, but it I shouldn't. Because no. even though the Logan Paul Roman Reigns match was really good and received really well, the lead up to it, there was a lot of negative feedback about why does this guy get a title shot for the world title? I don't think they want to repeat that for WrestleMania, especially if Logan Paul draws in an audience. They're just he's just drawing in an audience, and Seth Rollins is as good a worker as there is. So possibly you could see those two out of it. Jonah ain't winning. I mean, Bronson Reed isn't winning. He's been impressive lately, though, dude. But he's not winning. Impressive no. in the ring, but nobody cares. Nobody cares about him. And clearly, you saw him make a face at Otis. So I'm getting my dream of two bowling balls. Oh, I thought that of are going to be on a collision. I'm so, not going to lie. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, is this right. shit really happening? Please. So obviously, they're going to be worst enemies for like the, the next six to eight months. But then they're going to be best friends because. Everyone can see that the reckoning balls must happen uh, in any event. Boy. So is, is Gargano also in that match? I think he is, and I don't right, care. So he's the ring general. He's obviously not winning because he's a zero, but he's, he's an obvious candidate for the pin taker, which leaves Montez Ford. Street Profits are dead as dead. If oh, they should break up the Street on. Profits, maybe not immediately, but soon. Everyone thinks Montez Ford is going to be a star. So why not now? It's a surprise. He's a face. We know Roman ain't losing the title, so you want to have a face win a title, and it's Black History Month. So I'm oh, putting man. that out there that it could play uh -oh. out that way. Yes, I acknowledge that Austin Theory is the favorite. Um, I think in fans' minds, Seth Rollins is a favorite, but nah. So I'm going with Montez Ford. Seth has no chance, unfortunately, on winning that. Unfortunately. <laughs> thank God he's wearing cartoon <laughs> character boots. Oh, he's boy. We'll Mickey get to Mouse. that. We'll... <laughs> so you got it here, people. A PWC QAcon Jeff exclusive. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, look, I think you're right when it comes to Austin Theory being the favorite. I think more than likely he should win, but at the same time, I can see Montez Ford, you're right. I mean, is that, if there's anyone that's a smoky, it's definitely Montez if they want to, like, you know what I mean, twist things a little bit. And use Black History Month. So that's a possibility, but I'm still leaning towards Austin Theory. A lot of now, and the Prophets keep losing, and they look dis despondent. And listen, you know, you, you could have, you know, there's a ton of ways to protect people when there's six men in a match i'm just saying the timing could be right dawkins could turn on him at some point and then you have the you know this mini feud to you know while uh theory is distracted by uh logan and seth is just i'm sorry not logan by cena and seth is distracted by uh logan paul and then maybe you can revisit that after wrestlemania you know dawkins and, and montez ford is you know, the, the grudge match at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. It, I mean, I'm just saying it's possible. Um, I'm not saying it's likely, but it is my prediction. I seem to be alone on this. 
But remember, I was alone on something else not too long ago and got that right also, and that was Gallus. I don't even, I still can't understand those guys. But anyway, <laughs> um, Chris also says, though, how do you guys think they will split the unified Universal WWE Championship belts? How would you each like to see the story play out? Right now, I'm going to have to say this. It's going to have to go into a three-way, dude. The way they're going, the way they're doing things right now, I feel like that's the, the only way to go at the moment. Well, that, that wasn't the question. So that you're saying the they're question. not going to split the, the, the unified title. Um, I don't think it's going to be a three-way. I think there's no chance of... And uh, it's the story of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So, sorry, not sorry. Well, now that they've inserted Zayn with Cody as well, I mean... I think that is just swear people. I think that's just to for people to acknowledge reality. I think that's just to keep people watching the segment and have raw, you know, have you know something that people would watch. Anyway, um, everybody knows what I would like. I would like for Lashley to win this this match against um, Brock uh, with or without the help of the Hurt Business reformed. I would like surely that's be, happening, man. And I would right. like for you know them to go on a killing streak and and i would like for lashley you know i would like for lashley to be one of the people to win the title but i don't think roman is working both nights um i don't necessarily think he should Not that he does jeff anyway i mean but shit. if he does and if he loses to cody you know at wrestlemania which everyone thinks he does you know with or without shenanigans then he's protected by losing to lashley lashley because a Lashley's got his buddies. B Roman's tired, and C the bloodline is sort of you know in tatters and you know in in sort of retreat or have their own problems to worry about. So that's what I would like to see. It ain't gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I, a man can still hope. That's how I would like. That was the question. I don't think they're gonna split the titles before WrestleMania. And keep in mind that for Roman to hold the title for more than a thousand days. He has to hold at least one of. He has to hold at least the, uni, the uh, universal title um, beyond WrestleMania. Or you could say he's challenging for the uh, United title. So unless Roman drops the title before then, somebody's going out with the with the uh, United undisputed title. Uh, well, WrestleMania. As of today, Jeff, he mm -hmm. is officially 900 days as champion. Right, and it's. You know, it's less than 100 days to WrestleMania. It's about 60. Yeah. As long as he keeps the Universal belt, because uh, obviously the WWE Championship hasn't had it as long. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oof. Anyway, let's go back, though, to Raw. Oh. And like I said, I just don't see those belts getting uh, split just yet. Anyway, it is Judgment Day. Damien Priest and Finn Balor versus Street Profits in Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. So, to my surprise, Jeff, Judgment Day win by pinfall with a coup de grace from Finn Balor onto Dawkins Why uh, it in, in a fine match. Sorry, Jeff. Why does it surprise you? Judgment Day is the story You're now. The, the story of Street right Profits is that they can't win to save their lives. <laughs> That's true. Right now. I mean, uh, again, they're teasing the, the split up, but we'll see. Well, um, more support from my theory. Well, yeah. I mean, they've been teasing this now for six months, it feels like, at least. It's like Maybe two years here. they've been off and on deciding Maybe whether two they years want to do even, this. Yeah. But, no, you're but, right. Yeah. But it feels like it's trigger time. I mean, 
Dawkins is a guy. Montez can be a star. Yeah, and I feel bad for Dawkins. We'll see what happens with them too. But anywho, you feel bad for Marty Jannetty? <laughs> Come on, I mean, wow. well, I mean, you're right. I do feel I mean, bad. Marty Jannetty, the guy who got betrayed, was not the Marty Jannetty who's been a buffoon the last fifteen years. Buffoon's an understatement, actually, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marty Jannetty. Nobody felt much differently about Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels than they did about Ricky Morton, you know, and Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson was the Jannetty. Well, we'll see how good Montez really truly becomes, but until then, uh, the jury is still out, actually, uh, Jeff, but we'll see. Um, Post-match, though, we get Edge and Beth Phoenix hit the ring and attack Judgment Day. Beth takes Dominic out with a spear, but Rhea Ripley appears and clobbers her before she can hit the glam slam. Even though they said she wasn't there earlier. They tricked us. Yeah. yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because she was actually down here in Australia actually going to the beach and shit like that. If you can't tell, she's got a, a summer tan suddenly. And well, that's this, not a... Well, this is what professionals do. They show up to work. True. Good on her, man. I mean, they gave her time off. She wasn't doing any promotional work. She They literally gave her time off to go back home, see her family, you know, I guess replenish. Mm-hmm. And then come straight back. So that's pretty cool that they actually did that for her. Because if anyone deserves it, I guess she does. She's been working extremely hard. But anyway. You deserve it. I do deserve it, as a matter of fact. But um, anywho, can I just say, Jeff, is Edge no. and Best Phoenix one of the cheesiest friggin' pairings right now or what? Not that they're actually married. So, I, I mean, know, I but, wouldn't call it a cheesy pairing. Cause, I mean, listen, there, there's far worse couples in WWE. Yeah, Matt Camos and Emma, I'm talking about you. Uh, uh, they're now, not how about cheesy. They're nothing. Like, they got no personality yeah. together. How about, how about worse cheesy married couples? The Garganos. That's how true. about fake married couples? Loomis and Indy. <laughs> yeah, but that's fake. That's bullshit. But no shit, actually, Gargano and fucking Mrs. Gargano definitely take the cake for cheesiness right Them what about what about dweeb. elias and his comatose brother ezekiel <laughs> uh you know what man i hate to say it i want zeke back dude <laughs> jesus you did you got yeah rick boobs what's the difference i'm booging out man <laughs> jesus I, listen, christ I, I i plead guilty to enjoying this i, I thought i'm booging out was great that made me laugh out loud booging out man <laughs> yeah I know it's goofy. I know it's eighties. Guess what? I'm an eighties child. Very much an eighties. I'm an eighties teen. I was a seventies. Oh, I'm an eighties child. As a matter of fact, Jeff, I was born in the eighties. You're an eighties toddler. I was born in the sixties. That doesn't make sense. I've done elementary in the eighties. Don't worry about that. I started elementary in eighty-eight. You know, did eighty-nine. I'm not sure you're not still doing elementary. So, (laughs) are you sure it's me or, or that person that's doing the laugh? Really, if you know what I'm saying. Anywho, um, yeah, uh, Dominic, can we just say that Dominic, your son, your son, I like Dominic. Come on, dude, he's actually good at what he does. I, I've been Let's be honest. Come on, like him with the pairing with Rhea alone, he's nothing. Mommy, absolutely. I mean, but it's the same joke over and over again. But that's wrestling. But you know, like, oh. like everything with wrestling, they, they use it. They use it. It 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 loses its it, it outweigh it wears out its welcome. And they still use it for you know forty percent longer. That's where's out of welcome. But for, for now, it's 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 good. It's fine. I mean, it'll be interesting because if Rhea wins the SmackDown title, 
she's going to SmackDown. Well, Judgment Day is on Raw, so you, know, you can we'll you see. can you can see things happening. I mean, not that the brand split is anywhere near as solidified as it used to be. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it, it barely not, exists. Dude. It barely exists, even Which with the draft. It's fine by me. I, I, it's completely oh, I'm, fine I'm all for me. it. Actually, as a matter of fact, Jeff, it was up to me. I'll just have the brands t- together again. Well, that's just well, me, though. You know what I mean? I get it that you know it, it gives other like you know youngsters opportunities to get to the top, but yeah. Yeah, but if you if you get one if you get one world championship or one tag team championship, okay, you're allocated to that show. But right, aside from right. that, nothing else. I mean, there's no reason the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title need to stay. I mean, the women's tag team titles float. True. Why? Yeah, yeah, you're right for sure. Anyway, um, also I want to um, point out that um, Rhea Ripley, man, like. I get it, you love her. No, no, no. Have you heard the stupid rumors around online, dude, right now about it? Have I heard what? Any stupid rumors lately amongst the dirt sheets and and the IWC. Have you seen the photos floating around online with her not wearing the makeup that she does in WWE? You know, just her being normal, right? You know, she looks completely different, right? Well, yeah. I mean, so do most women. Right. Well, people are starting absolute garbage bullshit stories online saying that Dada B is possibly going to like change her look, which there's no chance that's happening, and make her like all this wholesome sort of fucking react. Well, they they might at some point when they turn her face, but for now, no. I mean, but I I could see her turning face once she wins her battle with Charlotte and they do a role reversal. Does she really need to change that much i mean even when she was a face she still had this sort of gothic look right but you know you could go you could color their hair back blonde and use lighter makeup and accentuate the blue eyes and not the black you know dark color right, makeup right, but right. i mean it, it is not hard to change the, the way she dresses from you know the scary all black to the sexy all black i mean you know whatever i i i'm so annoyed with the internet lately i mean first of all you've got conan saying that, oh, that, that if you're in el paso and you do the frog splash and you're not mexican you you can't you can't do the frog splash uh you know or pay homage to eddie guerrero which is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard first of all eddie guerrero doesn't own the frog splash i mean rvd oh, was man. doing the frog splash at the same time seth rollins does the frog splash montez ford does the frog splash everyone does the goddamn frog splash now they all don't have to pay homage to eddie guerrero for eternity, and they certainly don't have to be Mexican to do it. And the fact that they're in El, in El Paso doesn't matter. I have news for you, Conan. El Paso <laughs> is in Texas, not in Mexico. I get it. It's in this. It, right. It's it's, it's exactly. in the south, and there's a large Hispanic and probably mostly Mexican Hispanic population. There. But it's still the United See. States, and still a bullshit thing. And the next day he goes, "I was joking. I heard the clip. I don't listen to these shows normally, but I made it my business to listen." He was not joking. He doubled down on. They asked him, "You are you saying it's racial?" Yes, he said it's racial. He said it. He said it two or three times. Nobody was laughing. Nobody was joking. There was nothing jokey about that. He just won't take his L. He should just apologize, take his L, and move on. By the way, everyone's saying, "Oh my God, all these people are experts." Beside, you know, they think they know better than someone who's been in the business forty years. Inferno. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Conan still needs GoFundMe's for for routine medical care and and help. All that tells me is that he's been unsuccessful 40 years in the business. Anyone else who's been unsuccessful in the business that long 
should be in a different business. So don't tell me Conan knows so much. Fuck him. He can't take care of his, his own his own needs. He doesn't have health insurance, or he's robbing the public. One or the other. Well, isn't he on dialysis right now still? Probably. Hope so. Jerk. And oh, uh, you God. know, and listen, I'm not. You know, it's it's just a. It's, that was a stupid thing I just said. I'm sorry. He's a that. friend of HMG, by the way. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm already a war with you know, this been It's a one-way war, but, but I, I can I can feel it in the force. I'm hurting his feelings. And channelattitude.com. Disco is on channelattitude.com. I know as a matter all of these things, but he's <laughs> listen. I like Disco Inferno's wrestling takes for the most part. He's actually quite else, good, right? But everything else, he's a fucking moron. I think he plays up on that though, Jeff. Just be honest, man. No, I think a lot of people say they play up on it, but they really are empty-headed buffoons. What he does is the, the Tucker Carlson thing. I'm just asking questions. But the thing about Tucker, Tucker Carlson is he's actually really, really smart, and he knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows he's a charlatan. You're right. Disco right, Inferno is an empty-headed buffoon who thinks he's smart. Just talk about wrestling. You're great at it. You're terrific at it. I, I, you're, I, I love your tweets about wrestling. When I hear clips about you talking about wrestling, I love it. I think, I think you, with wrestling, you're brilliant. People, people can be brilliant about something and not so brilliant about other things. But he talks about all shit that he's know nothing. And you know how I know that? Because I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of K Dog, have you seen the little uh, arguments he's been having with Miro on Twitter? Yes, another stupid fucking thing. Jesus. How re- anyway, it was embarrassing you know, you for the both of them. Never need a GoFundMe for routine medical procedures. <laughs> Didn't Don Tony, <laughs> if you remember, do some sort of fundraiser for him? Yeah, he did. Well, there you go. Good Kudos to Don Tony. But absolutely, that just goes to support my my fact that Conan was not successful enough in the business. He needed GoFundMe help from from podcasters, and and as I recall. He was he was appreciative for a bit, but then sort of like was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm you're just a fan. You owed me, you know. You know, he's. I think he's you're sort right, of like generally. True. But listen, anyone who's been in the business forty years and hasn't been successful enough to take care of it, you know, you never hear Jim Cornette go, having a GoFundMe for medical procedures. He's been you in know, the business forty years. It's so lucky. Never hear Easy. Dave Meltzer needing a GoFundMe. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. I mean, he's robbed the IWC, not just the IWC, even long before there was an IWC, for years and years. He, I mean, all the money he's wasted, he's not on any GoFundMe's. Fair point. I mean, yeah. K-Dog must have been bad with his money then, surely. I mean, but not that for, he's getting paid millions. A 40-year failure. He didn't make enough money. Listen, nobody's that bad with money, Tony Khan. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But Tony Khan can buy a health insurance company. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, oh. enough about Conan. He's just this. Is, this has not been a good week for Conan. And listen, if he just said, "I'm sorry, I don't know what I, I yeah, I got caught up in the moment. I, I don't know what I was saying. You know, I, I'm sorry. I take my L. Move on. That would have been fine. That's cool. But no, he's like, it was clearly a joke, and he's doubling that. He's like, if you don't get it, the joke's on you. Shut up. The joke's not on us. You, you look like an ass. Yeah, he's been a little snippy, shall we say, lately. But anyway, back to Raw, though, Jeff, because as we come back, we get footage of some sportsmen receiving their... Ob- What's this? Ob- obligatory? Obligatory? W- oh, yeah, WWE Championship title belt. Oh, Are yeah, you talking about the- some sport? Are you talking about Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Yes, Chiefs? yes, yes. Oh. That's, that's okay. what we got. I'm sorry it's not Australian rules rugby. 
Actually, you know they do give nobody out cares. that'll be nobody joking. cares. Nobody cares. Even in the Australian Open, they actually do it there too for some weird reason. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Brock Lesnar then makes his entrance for a contract signing. He's already signed the contract and he calls Bobby Lashley out to handle his end. He's got a table on the stage and refuses to come to the ring because this isn't the Brock Lesnar show. And he's sick of this because every time he and Brock meet face to face, he leaves him pinned, unconscious, or eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And he's in the driver's seat right now. Lesnar then accuses him of being scared and demands he come to the ring. But Lashley isn't having it. Brock then leaves the ring and beats a bunch of security up until Lashley back body drops him on the ramp, taking a few steps back. He then spears Lesnar hard on the stage as Lashley signs the contract and drops it on Brock's fallen body. And that was that, Jeff. What would you think? Very good. I'm wearing a shirt of one big bad kaiju who is his... His catchphrase now is death to all fake heavyweights. And Bobby Lashley is not a fake heavyweight. Neither is Brock Lesnar. But Bobby Lashley came out looking like a rose on that one. He he set up a, a gauntlet, a weak gauntlet. But Brock had to go through it. And once he got through it, he was vulnerable. And my man, Lashley, took took care of it. I'm a Lashley-holic. Yeah, well, that's true. And for once, uh, Lesnar wasn't doing his fake uh, southern accent. Where he's like, yo, Bobby Lashley. Well, he was so yeah, true. Yeah, true. That's that's true. Weren't they in Brooklyn? Anyway, they were in Brooklyn. Yes. Ooh, so he should have been talking like this. <laughs> Can Yo, you Bobby, Bobby Lashley, yeah. <laughs> I want some water. Where can I get a slice? And coffee. <laughs> yeah, I need some coffee. Oh uh, yeah, we're not your meatball. Shout out to all our New Yorkers out there. We love you. I mean, especially I mean, you, I'm Big Ray, and Ish. you. I know. I was going to say that. As a matter of fact, our very own Jeff Liebman is a actual New Yorker. I'm a native. People New don't Yorker. realize. I, I don't. I haven't lived in New York for 33 years. Or Are you still more proud of 37? What? Years. Wow! Really? That long? Yeah. Well, I went to college in Georgia and Washington D.C. and law school in. Actually, Georgia. I don't think I've ever asked you this, and I don't know if you want to share it or not. But what made you like? Like stay in Baltimore, like. I mean, after it, leaving New York. Uh, well, I didn't actually. Well, first of all, when I left New York, I went to Emory, which was in, in Georgia. Um, I That's did a true. semester at the Washington, uh, the Washington campus, not the Washington. It's called the Tenley Campus, of actually, American University. Dumb question. You're mm -hmm. a lawyer. It makes total sense for you to be based in Maryland. Well, I mean, close uh, to DC as well. I mean, come on. Well, that's true. Um, but the truth is, I, I love D.C. and I wanted to go to D.C., but I didn't get <laughs> into any of the law schools in D.C., oh, even ones really? I thought were my safe school. Uh, so the closest thing was Maryland, and I had two friends from Emory who were going to D.C., and I was spending my summer in Colorado, so it was very easy to oh, rely nice. on my one friend to get us an apartment and do all of the legwork and stuff like that. So, you know, so that when I got there, pretty much everything was set up, and we just yeah, did some furniture shopping and shit like that but uh oh, awesome. it was really funny because we, we were driving around he had this convertible jeep at the time Tuss. and we were driving With around the, the city, and you know we're, we're trying to meet you know we're, we're 
talking to you know girls who are next to us because we're in the convertible and we're young and everyone thinks that's cool and we're going to go to law school but we're not quite in law school yet so right. you know we're 21 22 whatever oh, the and good then old days. in baltimore there's a there's a pretty major street right downtown called gay street and, <laughs> and i'll never forget he sees that he goes ah we're finally home <laughs> oh no yeah. oh no uh, is Gay Street like literally Gay Street these days? Uh, actually, no, uh, the funny thing about Gay Street is 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 not at all. It's it's actually wrong with it. it actually intersects with the block, which is like the like the street where the like the the most of the low end strip clubs are. But I mean, Ugh. there has been good ones there as well, but mostly low end. And then <laughs> basically, it's 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 the back corner of the district courthouse uh and and uh police headquarters so oh, it's beautiful it's it, it's really anything but and if you keep going straight there's sort of a government square where there's this town hall or city hall rather and there's a there's a memorial and a little park and all that and then you know you can go to the city jail and our you know our daily bread which is a food kitchen and go up 83 which is you know take oh, take cool. you out into the northern counties and into pennsylvania if you if you want to keep going you know what jeff if you're still in new york now i think you would have been gone crazy at this point i hated new york I, I hate new york there's too many people in too small a place it smells bad and everyone's in a bad mood everyone says that it smells bad it smells like urine and uh it smells like fuel it smells like diesel fuel. it smells oh, like yeah, that would bother me. it smells like waste it's everywhere everywhere it's everywhere it smells i mean until you get out into the you know suffolk county and things like that in the sticks pretty much I mean, outside there are of those, there are new york city yeah. Oh well, you've I got mean, New York State. This well, I'm I'm not talking about upstate. I'm talking about going out on Long Island. But oh, I mean, well, the, yeah. the stickiest sticks is like you know being in like you know Provincetown, Buffalo, Rhode Island, <laughs> or you know Cape Cod. I mean that that's as that's as sticks. It's not really sticks. It's sort of like being in like really rich beach towns. So it's like Hilton, yeah. calling Hilton that sticks, and now it doesn't nice. work. Nice, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's get back to Raw though, Jeff, because. This is fucked up. And you know what? I'm impressed though. But it's Michin Mia Yim versus Piper Niven. You know what, man? I like Piper, man. I'm not going to lie. She's fucking badass, dude. Yeah. And Michin, total zero. She's done. I mean, fine jobber, but that's all she is. She's a jobber. She gets zero reaction when she comes out. They might yeah. as well keep bringing back Aubrey Edwards' redheaded sister. Where the hell is her husband, by the way? just quietly does it matter i mean not really i'm just wondering because every time i see her i think of him is is he going to you know come to the rescue of dustin Rhodes? because is <laughs> also we don't know that keith lee is a second generation wrestler because remember that's what this feud is about is that uh swerve doesn't respect second generation wrestlers i don't remember keith lee's you know father or mother being a professional wrestler so i don't know where he is i can only assume that He's either trying to lose a lot of weight, or he's or he's sick again, or or they just don't have anything for him, like Miro, like Andrade. I mean, people are saying Andrade is injured. Andrade's been injured for eighteen <laughs> months. You know, there's there's, there's Man, no injury. Pedro Peligroso has taken his spot, dude. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, talk about soiling. The, the the faction name of LFI. I mean LFI. Oof, they should just take it be, out. They used to mean something. I mean LFI, you know, was a top faction around the world. You Los know, Inger and, and, Yeah, 
I mean, even in Ring of Honor, they were in and around the title picture for a while. I mean, not, yeah, and I think Kenny King was trying to make a thing of it in in uh, in Impact, which you know that's you can't make a thing in Impact because Impact's not a thing. Um, I mean, unless you're Jordan Grace and you've you've gone from Otis to Brian Cage in two years. But uh, any anyway, I mean LFI. I mean it. You know, people look. Roosh has bangers. First of all, I'm not convinced every match he has is a banger. I think he's actually a pretty lazy wrestler for the most part. But but even if you think so, it, he, he's got bangers. But I, I, I think that I recall seeing Roosh win one match on TV and Preston Vance in this new incarnation. I He won one squash I saw on TV. And everything else, they lose. Uh, that's for another show anyway. But uh, anyway, that, that show doesn't even make sense anymore. Well, Anywho, yeah. Pipe and Niven ends up winning by pin by pinfall with a black hole slam, uh, basically the boss man slam. Yeah, that way, cool. yeah, absolutely. That way informed, she calls Loch Ness slum, as she would say instead of slam, uh, she'd be slum. Loch Ness monster. Uh. <laughs> I know, I've, I'm I'm surprised even calling her Pipe and Niven again. You know what I mean? Why not just do job? I mean, it's not Dude too bad. was stupid as fuck. Come on, Piper Come Niven's on. better. I mean, jeez, you can't just... Anyway, she's badass right now, for sure. Um, anyway, we come back from commercials, though, Jeff, and we get a recap of Baron Corbin getting beat and having John Bradshaw Layfield wash his hands of him and whatever, but then they just cut to the ring as Sami Zayn ends up hitting the ring, interrupting some backstage follow-up and gets on the mic. He says he's not here to hold up the show, but he has something to say and someone to say it to, and he's not sure he's going to have the chance Saturday after Elimination Chamber in Montreal. So, Cody Rhodes, if you'll indulge him, come to this ring right now, he says. Well, we get Cody coming to the ring, mic in hand. He gets in the ring and welcomes Sammy to Raw and asks what he wants to talk about. I'm starting to get sick of that line, Jeff, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cute the first couple of times, but now it doesn't, you know. It was. It seemed natural. It was sort of clever because everyone knew. But now it's. It, it's not a thing. It's not a catchphrase. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, Zane says one moment has been playing in his mind over and over since Cody said it, and that's that it's going to be the two of them at WrestleMania. So he came all this way to look him dead in the eyes and he and hear it face to face, man to man. Was that just lip service, or does he actually believe that Sammy can beat Roman Reigns? Rhodes admits his bandwidth is dedicated to winning the title, and that means he doesn't have a lot of energy to bullshit him. So when he said that Zayn would beat Roman and will most likely be his opponent at WrestleMania, he believed it. But respectively, uh, Rhodes doesn't think what this is about. Does it really matter what he believes? What does Sammy believe, though? Zane says the truth is he doesn't actually know, Jeff. Cody hasn't been in the in the trenches with the bloodline like he has, and he knows deeply that they always find a way. This thing about Roman being in God mode, he actually is as good as he says he is, and he's seen it. He's seen guys bigger and stronger than him walk into matches against Reigns full of conviction, and every single one of them went down. So now he's supposed to believe that after all this time, after almost 900 days, that he's going to be the one. He believes he's capable of beating Roman and becoming the Universal Champion. 
or the Universal WWE Undisputed Championship, whatever the fuck it is, and that he's worthy of being WrestleMania main event material. Yes, he has to believe that because if he doesn't, no one else will. But does he actually think he's going to be the one walking out of Montreal as champion? Well, Jeff, he doesn't know. Isn't that a little confusing? It doesn't sound like the guy. Verbiage. Yeah. Now, That's if the, true. If, I mean, my main conclusion after this promo, I know you're only not even, you know, probably about halfway through with it. Yeah. Was that oh, no, no, I'm it, near the end, but I'll it, continue after we finish. Yeah. It, it, if this was designed to show us why Cody is the guy and why Sammy's not going to be the guy while giving us a segment, which in hindsight wasn't that compelling, but while watching it, I, I certainly wasn't going to look away, then success. But, I mean, for anybody who's saying that there should be a three-way or Sammy should be in the main event picture, eh, he ain't the guy. He can be the guy in the short term, though, Jeff. I told no. you, just like a no, couple-of-week reign, I'd be happy with that. No. He can. He he's the Mick Foley the, of today's professional wrestling man. You know, Mick Foley was six foot three and a half and three hundred <laughs> pounds. This, this, I this, know. this guy's a, a, a bean stick and he's maybe six one. So n- no, he can't. He he doesn't he doesn't look like a lovable monster. Mick Foley looked like the monster from Monsters Inc. No, it's 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 not the same thing. People want to draw these parallels. That's as bad a pa- it's not quite as bad a parable. Uh, parallel as people trying to compare Eddie Kingston to Dusty Rhodes, but it's Hell in the same no. ballpark of baditude. No, it, he, he he's he's not the guy, and I'm going to tell you two other reasons why. One, they're trying to get the company sold, and having looking at that guy, your world champion, you might as well put it on David Arquette. Two, if the company's oh, not sold, they're going to be tough. doing negotiations with the networks, and the networks don't want to see that guy as a champion either. Sorry. We don't know that, Jeff. Come on, I know. I, I believe me. I, I know. I know what rich people who don't follow wrestling see. They see that going to go. What the fuck? I want to see Hulk Hogan. I, I I get what you're saying, but that's why I'm saying short term, like nothing long term. Clearly, and you obviously, said no. you know what I mean. <laughs> wow, talk about being a prick, Jeff. Damn. No, anyway, actually, <laughs> true. What do you think the P oh. stands for in PWC? <laughs> yeah, it's not just penis. <laughs> he, he. Yeah, well, prick is a synonym, so. <laughs> True. Well, Rhodes continues saying he seems like everybody he knows and everybody in Montreal knows, and he hasn't watched Roman up close, but he's watched him from afar when he won the title until now. And there's dissension in the bloodline for the first time ever. Cracks in the armor, and that's all because of Sami Zayn. You want to say Roman Reigns is on gold mode? Print it and put it on a t-shirt. But Roman is a man and Sammy can crack him open at the chamber and prove it. Cody will finish his story and Sammy needs to finish his. But one more thing. He doesn't want to see Sammy on Raw next Monday because he'd rather see him at WrestleMania. You know what happens to most gods? They get <laughs> killed that? by their creations. Oof. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, backstage. Look, oh, and before I move on. Um, Chris says in the chat, perhaps Cody wins at WrestleMania and comes out on Raw the night after with the Golden Eagle title bout as a singular championship to be featured on both brands. But that's just essentially the WWE championship, essentially. But I don't see him going old school like that again. Um, 
I don't know about the winged eagle. I don't think so because I think they have the WWE huge crest in the middle there because of those pictures like the one with Patrick Mahomes so that everyone recognizes true. it's it's That's it's true. branding. However, if the company is sold prior to WrestleMania, I I think that there is a much better chance of there being a, a unified champion. If it is not sold and they have to negotiate with both networks, there's no way they're going to have one network without without a champion um, dedicated have you, to that show. Have you noticed those talks have kind of died out lately, man, about you know, the sale and all that shit? It just seems to have gone kind of quiet. Well, there's only so many things that the dirt sheets can make up that they don't know anything about. They've, they've, already, they've already put all the, the rumors on there, and then there's been real news, you know, out there as well. So don't worry. It, it, it'll come back when... When it's, a, you know, after Elimination Chamber and there's a slow news day, someone's going to say, you know, we've, we've heard that Comcast is back in the, the mix or, you know, the, the, the Netflix is, you know, uh, they're excited about the real, the real uh, housewives or the real wrestling wives. Uh, and now Netflix may be making an offer. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll make shit up. I mean, it, it, don't worry. It'll happen. That's a job. <laughs> Listen, when Nick Khan said, there could be a sale as quickly as 90 days. If he was purposefully lying, he could be indicted. So they're 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 talk they're talking to somebodies. Meanwhile, by the way, on in WWE news, that suit against MLW suit against them was dismissed. Uh, basically, the, the MLW said, one. Yeah, they said you didn't even provide any evidence. Reading your complaint taking in the best light to you to show this, that there's any violation of law or that there's any monopoly. And they did not compare WWE sports. To, they they believe WWE's argument that wrestling is just like any other sport, which, by the way, I never really thought about this distinction before, but MLW doesn't offer live events. The distinction really isn't between wrestling and other shows. It's live events and other shows. So actually, WWE, they didn't use that argument, but... They, they probably should. Um, but anyway, they dismissed it, but they gave MLW 21 days, which is now probably 18 days, to file an amendment uh, amended complaint. But, I mean, if you didn't get your first complaint good enough, it, you know, it, it, it's this suit's going nowhere. I've always said it's going to go nowhere and that it, it may well bankrupt MLW. But I, I thought that that was... Oh, that'd be great. Well, we pretty much predicted this anyway. We knew this was going to go anyway. Our uh, last in question. Last inquisition. Are we going to be burned at a stake? I think he means last in question, but anyway, whatever. Know. For the night, should Matt Riddle Jeff return as a badass heel, or will he be more of the same old stupid gimmick? I think it depends uh, entirely upon Randy Orton's health, but I don't care. I I haven't missed Matt Riddle at all, so I don't care if I ever see him again. Jeffrey, yeah, no. you know what? I haven't really missed him either, but you know, I mean, the show's better with him. But is it? Good, good question. I mean, yeah, he's kind of indifferent right now for me, man. Uh, yeah, we need some more tuning. Do join Elias and Boogs and be in the three-man band? Oh, no, no, oh fuck no! And you know what? That's gonna happen. That's probably more than likely going to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, shit. You know, Riddle with his bongos, his bongs. Uh, 
Boog's going, I'm booging out. And fucking Elias. Elias. I mean, huh. what can you say? Rude. About Elias. Oh, why, man? Bro. No Boogs. Bro. No Boogs. Oh. That's, that's, that's such Vince humor. Ha, 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 pal. Mm -hmm. That is. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, we get Carmella uh, being backstage um, with Nikki Cross. Yeah, rolling up, giggling about playing hide and seek, Jeff, right, with the, a new the friend. Of, whatever the opposite of Rao is for Nikki Cross. <laughs> um, wolf? I don't know. Sure. But anyway, Mella wants to know. Yeah, Mella wants to know where their other teammate is, and Murder Clown Asuka rolls up, causing her to storm off about how weird she is can she's we relax right. she's I right i laughed 100 percent when she said you guys are so weird and they are but i love murder clown oscar so do i but i don't want it to like become like a total joke either jeff if you know what i'm she's saying not a joke. she's a, she's she's presented as a killer no she is but this segment uh, anyway speaking of jokes we get candace LeRae rolling up to ask why nikki has been following her but just gets a crappy laugh, or sorry, a creepy right. laugh. Right as Candice LeRae comes up from behind her <laughs> to, to, to say, why are you following me? As, as opposed to coming in front of her, but okay. Yeah, even Nikki was looking at it like, yeah, literally, at first. Right. Anyway, whatever, she's a loser, man. Candace just piss yeah, off her. She should have said, why would you follow me? I'm a loser. <laughs> that would have been great. Anyway, then, speaking of losers, could have Jeff. said, you're a loser, baby. So that's why I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of losers, we go from one loser to another loser because it's Baron Corbin being interviewed backstage. He says, we all saw what happened last week and he's better off without JBL and his bad advice and his stupid cowboy hat, Jeff, that he has, he's a has-been, he's the past and it's time to remind people who Baron Corbin is. He's tired of being disrespected, like how his interviewee got interrupted for Sami Zayn. And then he says it again, Sami Zayn. He hates to rain on the parade, but Roman is going to destroy Sami at Elimination Chamber. As Baron reminds us that he's the last person to actually have been Roman Reigns. And says he got blindsided at the Royal Rumble. And that's the only reason why he didn't win. Now Roman's going to run straight through Cody Rhodes who nursed a minor injury for eight months, then got handed the number 30 spot at WrestleMania. Well, technically, he wasn't actually lying, Jeff. And he actually thinks Cody's a joke. He thinks his well, brother he is a joke. Because it wasn't a minor injury. And second, he didn't get handed. It's completely random. Oh, yeah, of course it is. That's right. Kayfabe. Uh, did I mention that he thinks his brother's a joke? And he also thinks his daddy's a joke. Well, and he thinks his dog's a joke, too. Everyone in the Rhodes family on, on both shows. He also told me in an exclusive that Brandy's a joke too. <laughs> Just so that's what, now now I have heat with Corbin. Yeah, I'm telling you. Anyway, Cody appears from behind him and then attacks. <coughs> Excuse me. They fight to the stage, and Rhodes demands a referee, and he wants a match right now. Doing the Stardust sort of talk, and we move on to a match. It's uh, I guess what shithouse Baron Corbin. Versus uh, Cody Rhodes in a suit. Yeah, guess what happens? Cody Rhodes, Cody beats Rhodes him. wins. Yes. Right. Baron Corbin has shown us what he is. A loser. Ah, fucking loser. And did he really, was he really the last person to beat Roman Reigns? God damn it, man. He was in that match where I think they pinned 
No, because I, I thought that Jay Uso was the last person to, to pin Roman Reigns. Fuck Divano, Jeff. I, I don't well, know. I, don't know. I mean, if, if, I mean if, is he going back to like the, the dog food uh, <laughs> era? <laughs> where it was him and wasn't it like Evil Drew and, and Evil Dolph? Or there was some I don't know, group man. of three? I they did mention that Boogs eats cat food. Or did he have his, uh, his, his, did he have the Knights of the Lone Wolf, which didn't make any sense where he had the, the Forgotten Sons as his, his two goons? I don't know. Whatever it was, I, I don't even remember if that's true or not. I thought that, I thought that Jey Uso was the last one to score the victory over him. Maybe he didn't pin him though. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares about Roman? I mean, the Baron Corbin. He's, I mean, he, he's, he's, dead dusted and so tainted i mean you know i i you know i'm sure triple h doesn't want to do a bus flip but he should and baron corbin should be the first name on that list (laughs) or at least in the in the top 10. he's probably the most expensive name on that list i agree well anyway uh we move on though to the next matchup well actually before we do we see Liv morgan raquel rodriguez and natalia chatting in gorilla before the match Natty complains about Bailey and Becky Lynch trying to worm their way into the match. She and Liv bicker at each other until Raquel's had enough and shouts at them to focus on the match and save this for Saturday. And uh, yeah, we move on to the match between Asuka, Carmella and Nikki Cruz versus Liv Morgan, Natalia and Raquel Rodriguez in a really uh, Jimmy Crack Corn, I don't care type of match. But anywho, Asuka, Carmella and Nikki Cross win by submission with a modified Rings of Saturn from Oscar on Liv Morgan. And that's that, Jeff. Yeah, Liv was selling it like she was killing her. So, the killer Oscar. She's a good seller, dude. I actually yeah. don't mind. She ever does it sometimes, but I actually don't mind it because she looks legitly in Yeah, pain. she's so dainty. But, yeah. I mean, Natty talking is the worst. And, like, she's supposed yeah. to be a face, but she still sounds like a heel. Yeah. She's a face? Well, she was on the face team, wasn't she? She's anti rear uh, not rear but she's anti Shayna Baszler, so yeah, she's she's a face. Whatever, I couldn't care that she should retire by now, Natty. Just stop well, she, it already. She's, she's a player coach. She's gonna become the next Moolah, Jeff. I mean, she's she's in these matches just to general them. She's she's just to make sure I people know, she are where really they is, are. She really is the Queen Bee backstage too, man, in the female. Yeah, she probably should be. She's just not a very good, interesting character and like what she's done to her body. I mean, listen, she can do whatever she wants, but she looks absurd. <laughs> she sure does. Um, <clears throat> as we come back, though, <clears throat> from that matchup, we see Alpha Academy are chatting backstage. We see Otis, or is Otis, mm-hmm. is eating a hot dog. A Coney like, Island hot dog, oh, he yes. says, is the best. So he's saying a face thing about the hometown. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looked tasty. It just looked like a bread roll with friggin' uh, mustard, to be fair, though, Jeff. It didn't look like a particularly great hot dog. <laughs> no, it didn't. Anyway, Che Gable then asks him how bad they are for him and throws it away, throwing it right into Mansoor's face, splatting mustard all over him. Maxine Dupree then is taken by Otis and asks him if he's given thought to modeling. Chad, though, answers like he thinks she was talking to him, but she shoots him down and gives Otis a business card. But then we see Bronson Reed rolling up to laugh at them, and then we go to a break, Jeff. What would you think of this? I know you loved it. 
I did. This I thought thing. it was hysterical. I mean, Chad Gable's acknowledging they haven't had much success. Otis is 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 saying something good about the hometown, which is a face move. Uh, Maxine is is hot as fuck. Um, Mansoor is has been useless until this very moment, where Mustard got all over him, and and the "Are you kidding me?" was actually pretty funny. And uh, and Otis really likes to, the idea of being a model and being Otis. And obviously, this is going to be a jealousy thing with Chad Gable, who thinks he's the bee's knees, but nobody's looking for Chad Gable. They're they're looking for Otis, and I, I think this is great. And and as I said, I mean, if Bronson Reed is going to be there, him and Otis need to be a thing. Whether they're facing each other or they're a team, or they do the Sheamus and Cesaro thing where they have a best of seven and become best friends, or like Enkidu and Gilgamesh. Perfect. This, this, this is all. This is awesome. It's like it's like two short boulders. It's 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 perfect. So yes, I thought this was a, a great segment. I will say Bronson Reed looks so much taller and wider than fucking Otis. Just quietly. Well, Otis is probably about. I mean, Chad Gable's five eight, and Otis is about the same height, so he's probably about five eight. I mean, Bronson Reed's five ten. He's At I mean, least. he's probably our height. He's not. He's not. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's five eleven, but I think he's I think he's five ten. Um, he's teetering around that six foot mark anyway, roughly. Uh, maybe his hair is, but I don't think the rest of it is. Um, he's anyway. a big boy, man. He's fucking white as fuck. Yeah, he is. But I mean, I think the again, I've said it a million. It's like two offensive guards. I mean, the, 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 this. I, mean, I love it. That that's that's what that's what I want to see. This, this this is like Bundy versus Earthquake. Oh boy. King Kong Bundy versus F. Yeah, true. I mean, oh, Al Bundy. Yes, King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Al Bundy? Anyway, uh, speaking of Bronson, though, if we move and roll on to the next match, it is Bronson Reed versus Mustafa Ali in a <laughs> glorified squash match. And man, Bronson kicked the shit out of Mustafa Ali, dude. Yeah, good. Fuck Absolutely that guy. destroyed him. And you know what, man? You say he got no reaction, but I think the fans gave him the right reaction because they ooh and ahed at the finish. They didn't cheer him, they didn't boo him, but I think it was the perfect sort of thing to give him the silent treatment after no. the bell. <laughs> fans I, are not supposed to give you the silent treatment. They ooh and ahed, man. This they ooh and ahed. Japan. No. You cheer or you boo. Well, there's nothing really to boo or cheer about with him right now. Well, to I be mean, fair. they don't care and about him, they don't care fault. about Ali, but, I mean, they Ali, should have booed. No, Listen, I don't know, he man. He gets no reaction when he comes out. He gets no reaction when he leaves the ring. What, they what were ooing and ahhing, though, at his moves. Okay, great. They ooed and his moves, but then the match was over and nobody cared. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Well, there's no... What are they really doing with him? Sure, he's winning matches, but there's no context to him. He's well, just... I mean, usually if somebody wins matches... They get a reaction. They react to Rick Boogs. Yeah, but Boogs has got character, man. They haven't really well, given... there you go! Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, they haven't given Bronson really anything to go with. Do you think uh, they haven't as given Bronson Reed? Or this what is the what? best he got? Because he well, was yeah, born that... in NXT. He was born in Impact. He was born in New Japan. He was born in New Japan Strong. And he's born in WWE. He was a killer in NXT. I didn't mind the way he was booked there, dude. And they're trying to do that again now. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Look, uh, we'll see where this goes. 
like I said, man, I think it's still too early to see. Are you, are you in your Australian top ten list? It's you got nothing to fucking fandom. do that. Um, off. Yeah, fuck yeah. Anyway, uh, Bronson Reed ends up winning by pinfall with the 747 splash. And that's that. Uh, backstage, though, we get Beth Phoenix and Edge are being interviewed. Edge's comments uh, about earlier, and he's tired of it. A year of back and forth with the Judgment Day and that elimination chamber, they're going to remind them exactly why they're the grit couple. I hate that name, dude. It's not a good name. It's shocking. Pathetic and lazy. Come on, Edge. Yeah, and they were the grit Damn couple, it. what, 15 years ago? Were they? I don't know. Who the fuck? Who cares? It's a shit name. That's all I care about. Uh, anyway, not much to really say about this other than whatever. It is what it is. Uh, the Miz makes his entrance next Even though, Jeff. I thought were grittier to me. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand Beth Phoenix's hair too, man, but whatever. Her hair is ridiculous. Oh, it's, ridiculous. it's an homage to David Bowie. Yeah, you said that. You said that oh, last I did. week too. I can't you remember did. what show I say what on. I'm an old man. Yeah, you did say... <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> you know, and... and now that we're coming up to the Seth fucking uh, segment, he didn't even give us a <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> whatever. Uh, we yeah, get I mean, the Miz. I think his outfit said it all. Oof. We'll get to that. Miz welcomes us to Miz TV, and he wants to talk about the Elimination Chamber, mainly to complain about why he's not in the match. He decides to stop talking about himself and about his guest because guess who rolls in? Mario Boots, Smurf Boots. And all, I mean, what the fuck were those fucking things? Is it Mario? Is it I have Smurfs? No Is it, both? it It looks like he came in from his job at Disney. I, I have I have no idea what those things were. Oh, I mean, they were like God. they were like moon boots. That was shocking, dude. That that bad. That Seth shit Rollins needs to be burned is, down. I, I I don't understand how or why people like Seth Rollins. He's good in the ring. Oh, yeah, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's why. You know, I'm not even giving. I'm not even going to give him that. Oh God! No, look, man. There's something. Look, I don't know if you've heard our very own Vinnie Roo talk about uh, Seth Rollins because he made a few headlines over at ChannelAttitude.com, mm -hmm. which all the dirt sheets were actually reporting. He thinks this Seth Rollins character is the drizzling shits. First of all, I agree. <laughs> and he can't stand the fans all going. Oh. Well, I disagree. And I disagree on a very simple premise. It's not so much that I, I, I you know, the, especially when he was a heel, but I mean, we're in 2023. We had a year and a half of noiseless wrestling or artificial noise wrestling. And I said right after that, right at the beginning, this is terrible. I am not going to criticize the fans. They can chant what? They can chant you deserve it. They can chant bullshit. They can sing along. They can sing Judas. They can do beach balls. Uh -huh. They can chant CM Punk. I don't care. Silence is worse than anything they say. So if the fans are interested in the show in any way, even if it's to entertain themselves, I'm for it. Silence is silence exposes wrestling more than seeing someone blade themselves, more than seeing botches. Silence is death to professional wrestling or sports entertainment. So I don't do, yeah. I don't agree with Vince Russo on that. Not with the particular, not with the specifics, but just in that general sense. I get of, you. Of 
Well, I actually don't agree with it either, so... Uh, but you kind of agree with him in terms of his character and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's no secret. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded by co-hosts who love Seth Rollins. You, fucking <laughs> Enya, fucking Esteban on, Pineapple, you. Jesus Christ. Oh, whatever, Jeff, whatever, man. Anyway, uh, Miz welcomes us to Miz TV. He wants to talk about Elimination Chamber. And I was just saying how he's complaining. Anyway, Seth makes his entrance in the silly red Twitter boots, whatever the fuck they are, and the mesh shirt, because why not, right, Jeff? I mean, shit. If you There's don't like so many boots, reasons why not. Why not? Is he joining Silly <laughs> <pretty> Deadly? <laughs> That's a million-dollar question. Anyway, Miz asks him what the deal is with the boots. Uh, Roland says it's called Style. And Miz wouldn't know a thing about it. What style? Uh, Cartoon character style? Is, is I, he I in Ready know, Player bro. One? I, I don't know. Is he, I is like he everything about his look. I don't know what the fuck he is. You tell me. What is he? He's a clown. He's a fucking clown. <laughs> he kind of is. Anyway, Miz wants Logan Paul. He did a curb Seth... stomp with cartoon shoes on. With like, <laughs> he did. With like Mickey Mouse boots. That made me laugh. I don't know. I don't know what I'm watching hey, here. <laughs> Come on, man. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. Especially when he kind of gets serious in the promo. But I'll get to that. Seth isn't having it though. Calling him a dumpster fire that nobody wants to hear about, what and the... encouraging the crowd to sing his theme some more. Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, no, nobody pre- wants a fire. I mean, the Miz is a dumpster fire. Is he really that bad? Come on, Jeff. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. People boo him, which is good. Uh, they should boo him. Yeah, I, I, the Miz. I mean, listen. I understand his role, and for the and for, to the Miz's credit, he understands his role. But I mean, you know, that's what he is. He's, he's the foil. He's, he's the butt of the game. Yeah, There's too much of that, man. Anyway, uh, he's getting to be too much. If they ever wanted to take it. Is he not becoming a glorified jobber right now, Jeff? Uh, he's only self-born. Someone else-born. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say it's been that way for a while. There's a few of those things. Anyway. Yeah, he's been shot. Baron Corbin's a glorified jobber. A lot of glorified jobbers, but they're really doing something. It looks like they're doing something with you know, with Look at that, man. Yeah, this has nothing to do with like having a stupid show and being here. Well, speak, you know, we won't just come up on the episode. We can't take him in and set snaps for you by shooting Michael. And tell you to shut up. Just get the shut up boy chanting out of the crowd with the silly, but funny in the center. Jeff doesn't want to talk about Logan Paul because he's at WrestleMania. All he ever wants to talk about the headline of the show. And that dream matters to him. It matters to me and any person in his arena because he loves you. He calls that he's just a fan of that kind of thing. He's selfish and homeless. He only gives out a line in his own as long as we don't say his name, he doesn't deserve it. All Logan wants to do is attention, avoid me, and add. He's 15, he's a fool, he's a jealous, 
Covers and attacks before he can stomp theory and then back inside fight out of skull crushing finale super kick connects the crowds continue to sing oh and with the big red boots austin inside an eight town down theory jaws at rollins and says he's done with him but you seem to be done with rollins also jeff i'm not sure i was ever you know, not done with him. I think I started at, at done. I came back into wrestling right around the time that, that there was the authority. Um, I might have seen the, the you know, I, I was in and out a little bit. I mean, I might have seen the breakup of the shield, but it's with the authority. And I, I definitely as much as I like authority, I did not like the Seth Rollins things. I didn't like J&J security. I didn't like, I mean, Kane and the big right. show of friends, enemies, friends, enemies. The whole thing was irritating. Oh, uh, and I haven't liked Seth Rollins much. Like I, I like when he was the U.S. champion and he had the open challenge. That was pretty good. And, you know, there were a couple of times when he was a tag team champion that it, it started good, but then it got ridiculous. No, I don't like Seth Rollins, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't like the Miz either. So wh whatever. I mean, but even if someone's supposed to like Seth Rollins or wants to, how can you take someone serious that comes in a cartoon outfit? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, literally looked like he just came off his job of being Ronald McDonald. <laughs> the Hamburglar. I mean, it's, not edgy, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not like fashion, like too bold. It's just. It just. It was just stupid. It's attention seeking, no doubt about it. It was like half sort of uh, heartbreak kid styles, if you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. he looked good every, like everywhere else, but it's those like fucking a, silly boots. It's like as if he, he wished upon a star, but an evil wizard came down and made half of his body cartoon character. No, it was... But the, the, the segment... I don't even want to talk about it. The segment was fine. It's over. It's done. Whatever. More well, nonsense. Speaking of not, well, speaking of not wanting to talk about the next segment, because backstage, Elias is chatting with Rick Boogs. Better than the, the previous segment. Perfect. This, <laughs> was, this drift, was fine. The drifter says he doesn't want the pressure of being compared to him to stress Rick out and Boogs thanks him. Elias then wishes him luck and says maybe they can do a collaboration one day. And Rick says he was born and bred to rip and shred and he's gonna shred the Miz tonight. He's so pumped Thick Jeff. Rick that he's is gonna do it out. Big Bill. Thick Rick. Thick Rick, that's right. He did call himself Thick Rick. Which is better than 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 Big Bill. Big Bill's one of the worst names in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment history, dude. It, it, it is up there with Dewdrop, which you were advocating for <laughs> earlier. Only because she's a killer, man. She's going to Dewdrop your ass. You know what I mean? No, Dewdrop is not a killer's name. Do, <laughs> Dewdrop is a is a cartoon fairy's name. I don't even know what a Dewdrop is. I mean, what the hell it is it? doesn't matter. It ain't a killer. It's it, a shit drop, isn't that you what You know what Dewdrop is? is? It's, a, it's a drop of condensation off a leaf onto the ground. Whatever. Did I mention that Miz is unconscious as we go to break? I don't care about the Miz. Well, speaking of I don't care, we do get Rick Boogs versus the Miz in the next match. And Boogs wins by pinfall via military press and then into a world's strongest slam. He needs to improve on that finisher, man, if he's going to continue to do that. Just quietly. It's the Miz's fault. You think so? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, next we get Chelsea Green is complaining to Adam Pearce and she demands to be treated like the star that she is. Correct. And she, true, uh, she plays this role real good. Every week is getting better in my opinion. Anyway, Correct. 
and she wants a redo and a spot in the elimination chamber. Absolutely, but... she, she 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 is next. She's only second to Otis. <laughs> oh no, I could see her being part of Maximum Male Models anyway. So she's not Adam... a male. I know, but you know, we could add another female to it and still we maybe can... her and uh, Chelsea Green can be. I don't know. Anyway, you mean her and uh, uh, and Maxine Dupree? I mean Maxine Dupree and Chelsea Green. You whatever. Mean, I grab a lesbian them. porno? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Anywho. Okay, it could, be bi, it could be it, it could be fluid. They don't have to identify as fluid. Anything, the important thing is is they're together. And fluid sixty nine. Can we can we call it that? Whatever that means. No, it's exactly. Is it sixty nine? You know what? <laughs> Let's look into that and get back to the audience. But yeah, no, she, she she's she's been doing great every week. She's while it's not an original character, the spin she's putting on it is great. She owns it. It. it it's been a lot of fun. She needs to start winning something at some point. Uh, but but this segment was right because you know Adam Pierce was like, no, what are you kidding me? And and <laughs> you know me, but you know me, Raw SmackDown, same guy. Well, yeah, it's true because he does refuse to put her in the three way tonight, and she says she'll stay here until she gets in the match. And if he touches her, Jeff, she'll scream. <laughs> And she's also she also mentioned that she's feeling very threatened right now. Right. And then when he left, she's like, "Where are you going? Why? What happened? What's yeah. up?" Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, when we come back, we get Judgment Day once again being interviewed backstage. Finn Balor claims they always have the upper hand, and he thinks Edge and Beth like getting beat a little too much. Mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio then says the thing about them and his pathetic dad is they were once good, but once good you know what i mean but the yeah. game has just passed him by as damien priest then talks up all their future victories and then rhea ripley says her rise to the top starts this weekend when she and finn beat the crap out of the greek couple which they won't because they will lose and whatever because they're not winning anyway we see then bianca Belair walking backstage as we go to the break and that leads us to the main event it's Bailey versus Becky versus Bianca. It is the Triple B main event. Can you believe that? Triple B's. Yeah. By Triple yeah. H. The Killer B's. The, ki- <laughs> the Killer B's, literally. Not the actual tag team, but these three. But anyway. I wish there were Bellas in this match. That's all I can say. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Hell no. Well, Bianca Belair wins by pinfall on Bailey, ensuring that neither she nor Becky Lynch will be in the Elimination Chamber match. And I felt this match was a mess, and really Bailey was the one carrying this friggin' matchup. This match was a mess. I don't know who was carrying it because it was such a mess. Nobody was carrying it, and I felt like Bailey I sort was of expected there to see another leader uh, show up, but no. What was that for? Nothing, right? So yeah, I mean, nothing. or maybe maybe this was gonna be Trisha's turn, but no, I, I, I... maybe in Canada this. Friday, as a matter of fact, maybe, um, maybe. or maybe, uh, or maybe Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, no, th- th- this match stunk, and then neither Bailey nor Becky won, and they didn't deserve to be in the match. And and Bianca got the pin, so good, fine. Well, doesn't this just kill Bailey and and Becky Lynch even more in a way? Especially Becky. I mean, it just makes them look like two little girls fighting like little two little girls in elementary school, and they lost. They, yes. They're not even in the women's title match. Good. They don't need to be. You know what the thing about WWE is that people haven't forget is that people take turns. So you spend sure. a year, year and a half losing most of your matches, 
and then something happens, and then you spend the next year, year and a half winning most of your matches. I mean, that, that's the that that's the WWE formula. So it's not their turn. Becky had, you know, plenty of time in the sun. So did Bailey. Uh, and oh, of course, absolutely. And, but this is supposed to be two time. of your biggest names on yeah. your women's roster. I just feel like they're not being treated oh. that way. Look, Bailey can take the losses. Doesn't really affect her. I just feel like it's really hurting yeah. Becky Lynch, though. Well, I, I think they've already said I, I'm not all that invested in Becky Lynch anymore. I mean, I Neither think that there's, there's so many women on the roster. There's so many women in the pipeline that are so talented uh, that, that I'm not particularly concerned about that. And I, again, I think Becky has one foot out anyway. I think she just wants to be a big enough star to leverage it to do other things. Um, and the easy thing for, for Bailey, as much as she's in a doldrum now, all that needs to happen is for her girls to say, you know, we got title, you don't, you're our weak link, and for them to turn on her, and then she can feud with them and beat them both. I mean, and then she's the Why face. So there you go. Whatever. It's a, it's a easy fix, short term, until they figure out something more interesting to do with her. Um, but well, Jeff, does yeah. that mean thumbs up for Monday Night Raw? Um, yeah, Can like I said, it's pretty, I pretty, decent it pretty I thought it was pretty good. Um. And I'm going to stick with it. I thought it was pretty good. I think SmackDown would be pretty good this week, considering it's in Montreal. I hope so. Last week, SmackDown was oh, very done. disappointing. This this week, they, they they better have something planned to to tear something to tear to tear the roof off. Surely, I mean, they can't let us. Oh, well, they probably will let us down. But uh, no, I think we'll, we'll get something good, man. But in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Find me on Twitter at. At Icarusfell MD, uh, you can find me oftentimes here at the PWC, and sometimes where we cross pollinate. Unless I got fired today uh, from Hummy Media Group and Channel Attitude, oh, which is entirely it. possible but unlikely. I guess I'm that damn good. Um, and we're on the PWC, just quietly, Jeff. I mean, huh? Come on, we're on well, the PWC. Yeah. This is, we can say whatever we want on our networks. That's right. Ch and Channel Attitude shouldn't be afraid, and Hummy Media Group is where people are unafraid, right? So. That's it. Um, but uh, alluded to earlier, my other wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover with uh, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. I also uh, was on the uh, Drew Yari's Patreon show. We, he gave me five mythological creatures or monsters from both Greek and Norse mythology, and we talked about those things amongst some other stuff. So if you want to catch that show, you have to give five dollars to the Drew Yari show. Five dollars, get your five dollars to the Drew Yari show. Whole really? bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. On, on this damn. Patreon, this was a Patreon only exclusive. Um, we gave away the last two shows, which, by the way, you can find on Garden of Doom right here on PWC. There's there's one with that time Mish fell in quick sound, and there's Garden of Doom. Um, uh, Garden of Doom is is the, the, the show that's esoteric uh, about things that go bump in the night. It's my curious mind taking me through all sorts of places, and I have a lot of exciting shows coming up. I just dropped a show on uh, Africa, Iranian mythology and folklore I've, I've got one coming up this week on giants and and mound culture the week after that i'm going to drop a proper bigfoot show with the bigfoot doctor uh from the uh out, uh, untold radio network um and a whole bunch of exciting things including i've got a an interview scheduled with a, a practitioner of dudism which apparently is a philosophy inspired by the big lebowski's the dude Garden Views is a sister show, more topical, legal in nature. So check that shit out. You can subscribe to that right here on the PWC or on Pod 
at podbean.net. So you can go to pwcnetwork.podbean.net uh, and you can subscribe. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. I'm sorry. And you can, you can, yeah, it's right about me. You can, and you could, you could subscribe <laughs> to all the shows. Or if you hate it here, you can find them on Hameen Media Group. You can find them on PW Hustle. You can go to the Wrestling Zoom Network and subscribe, or just do it individually if you like. But if you subscribe to Garden of Doom, you're going to get Garden Views. The only way you can separate them is either here or the Hameen Media Group. That's right. And speaking of Hameen Media Group, like and subscribe right there at hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. Subscribe right here though at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com and also at channelattitude.com where you can find us all on the Smack Attack Talking Smackdown and also on Uncaged Talking Rampage. Oh yeah, I'm on Smack Attack now, right? Also, that's right. right. So I'm on this yeah, Saturday as well. Um, don't you have to plug Podbean? Don't, aren't they a sponsor? Oh yes. As a matter of fact, if you ever want to start your own Podbean or podcast, you can right here at podbean.com. If you use the affiliate code PWC, you can get a free month on us. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for reminding me, Jeff, because I damn forgot. But it's always in the description. Yeah, it's it's all of our sponsors. So, yeah. Subscribe at potbean.com. Affiliate code PWC Network. If we can have a podcast, anyone can have a podcast. So, you might as well do it with the best Podbean. That's by right. somebody else. The best. <laughs> the best. Shh. Right. Shh. Nah. Anyway, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose Jeff Lipman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PWC Network, and we're out of here. See you. Evil, my friends.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.